You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony. Joined by Corey and Daniel, as always. Welcome back. What up? Yo. A little bit different situation for me this week, guys. I am in the great state of Tennessee, and I brought my soundboard with me. I brought a backup microphone. You should see me huddled up. If you're following uh, Corey on Twitch at DJ Silk, you can see the bad lighting, the bed behind me. I mean... This is weird. I'm literally in a hotel room figuring out how to make a podcast happen. But the good news is Tony has an interview with Malik Willis going up next week. So that's something to be excited about. That's not yeah, true. Let us know how that goes. That's not true. I don't I don't have any interviews with any NFL players. Except for Ryan Tannehill. I don't have any interviews with him. <laughs> what are you doing in Tennessee? I'm in Tennessee for work. I got a new job, guys. I got a new nine to five. Oh, shit. I and thought this was your job. This is not my job. <laughs> this is how you make all your money. As much fun as that would be, this is not my job. I learned today right. at dinner. As a matter of fact, I learned today at dinner with um, a few of my coworkers that I haven't been giving enough attention to this job, the podcast job. So having said that, I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my lashings that I've been given. We're going to plan a little more ahead. Typically what happens on this podcast is Daniel and Corey and I get together around 9 o'clock Eastern, and we jabber jaw and we catch up. And, uh, you know, there was a time where all three of us worked at the same office. That's not true anymore. But we've, we've maintained our friendship throughout that, and part of it has been, been because of the podcast. So we spent some time catching up. Um, we decide kind of what we want things to look like, and then we break apart, study for a second, come back together, and then, as Corey would say, we hit the fucking button. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. And so that's where we're at now. Let's just get into it. Um, but, but I will say I have failed. I've failed the podcast and I need, I do need to, to, to plan out a few more shows for us. I'm going to take a look at the next couple of weeks. Uh, OTAs are, are here. Mandatory mini camp is coming. It's, it's the slow time of year. So I think I'd like us to take some time to look at these divisions. I think we can, I think we could spend a few episodes that's eight episodes if we wanted to do it that way. I think we can break it down into four episodes. Um, maybe AFC and NFC North be one show. What do you guys think? Sure. And just look at those teams and have a conversation about the best and the worst and, and all those things. I think that'll take up about four weeks. And by the time that happens, we're going to have some more injury news. We're going to have depth depth chart competitions. We're going to have some more stuff and to we'll talk have about. Football and then we'll have football And then we'll have real football in our hands. Then we can get into best bets of the week. I cannot wait. To do best bets of the week again. So anyway, without it's further not ado, confirmed, it's not confirmed, but there are rumors of a pay per view death match Jeopardy match on live on stream. There are rumors of a pay per view. Not confirmed, but it might get put together. Can does Twitch support pay per view? Um, no. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Conflicting <laughs> statements. We're going to look into this in the meantime. Uh, Daniel, your idea, you had a good idea. What we're going to do is we're going to play a, who is the player, what guess the player, pick the player, what, Daniel, take over. Sure, yeah, yeah, it's just guess the player. I'm going to give you a list of clues, and the clues are seemingly going to get easier, 
and uh, we'll see which one of you two can guess the player first. Um, okay. So there's some random clues in here of what position they are uh, because I picked some uh, random fantasy finish uh, stats in here too, and of those I will I will give you the position if we get to that point. So Before we go um, any farther, Corey, do you want to put a shot on the line? The winner between me and you. So Daniel's Ooh. immune, but whoever gets the most right. There's only going to be three. So best two out of three. So two out of three. The loser has to take a shot. Yeah. Okay, there we go. And that, then if somebody wins the first two, the third one's worth three points. Oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Corey has accepted the shot bet. Um, so we're going to play a best two out of three. And I will be giving clues. And the first person that says locked in will have the opportunity to guess their player. If they get it wrong, I will list another clue. And if the other player does not get it with that additional clue, then we reset that other, the person that said locked in and guessed incorrectly is now free again to guess. And it's an even playing field once again. So here we go. Clue. Number one, I will be playing for my third NFL team this year. Clue number two, I was wide receiver 27 last year. Locked in. No, no peaking, by the way. Mm. All right. Who's your guess? It's wrong. Allen Robinson. That is incorrect. Yeah. The third third team might have been right, but when you said twenty seven, that's that's when I went wrong. Yeah, Allen Robinson was the wide receiver of ninety three. Yeah, last yeah, year. yeah. He missed a bunch of time, and he had missed a bunch. He of didn't time. miss hardly anything. He just sucks. So here we go, Corey. My I have him listed out here. So the next clue is I am a six time Pro Bowler. Holy shit! Uh, one moment, please. So playing for third team. Wide receiver 27 last year in fantasy finish in PPR leagues and six-time Pro Bowler. And they're on a new team this year, right? Yes. I got, I'm it. Give you I got it. I got it. That Locked is incorrect. In. Robert oh. Woods. Robert Woods. Both incorrect. Oh, do we have another clue? Do we have another clue? So you, I'd say you both are back to back to being able to lock it in. So clue number four is I was offensive rookie of the year in 2015. Whoa. Clue number five, I've never had 100 catches in a single year. A wide receiver on his third team. 26 or 27 last year in fantasy pro bowl pro bowl how many times six time pro bowl and in the league only seven years i don't know Corey, do you have any idea offensive rookie of the year okay moving on to clue number six yeah i am only 27 but i have had five 1000 yard seasons Amari Cooper. Ah, locked in. Amari Cooper. That's it. There we go. Amari Cooper. Got it. Got it. Suck it, Corey. Nice. 
the next guess was going to be I played for Alabama and was the number four overall pick in the draft. Yeah, that still wouldn't have helped me. That was real thrown off by the Pro Bowls. Yeah, it's I, I read that stat and I was like, man. I'm shocked that he picks. Did you say he doesn't have a hundred catch season? Never. Wow. 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 Even Blows with the Crabtree, Amari Cooper years. Wow. It's because he was the wide receiver too with Oakland. Crabtree was the number one. I was about to guess uh oh well Odell Beckham, even though he wasn't on a new team this year, he was on his third mm. team. Mm. All right, so you guys ready for number two? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Clue number one. I will also be with my third NFL team this year. I was running back 32 last year. I've never rushed for double-digit touchdowns. I have never rushed for 1,000 yards. This one's poo-poo. I have won the Super Bowl half of the years I've been in the league. Oh, my gosh. Still nothing? Ah, I can't figure this one out. Wait, go go through the hints again. I'm on my third NFL team this year. Um, running back 32 last year. I've never rushed for double-digit touchdowns. I've never rushed for a thousand yards in a season. I've won the Super Bowl half the years I've been in the league. Locked in. Sony Michelle. You've won the Super Bowl. Sony Michelle is correct. Suck it, Corey. That's two out of three. Next one's worth three points, bro. You got. You're still in it. You got a chance. He's been in the league, and he's won the Super Bowl with the Pats and the Rams, and he's on the Dolphins now. Which is his third NFL team? I don't really. I'm not really a fan of this game, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is uh, this is more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Tony, you're frozen. He'll be back. There you are. Okay. All right. So this one is for all the marbles. Hey, do the questions a little slower. Give us like 10, 20 seconds to answer okay, after the, after the hints. Yeah. I guess if I'm not staring right at the name, it's... I'm, I'm know, a swell thinking, thinker. I think through I'm all swell. these names would be hard. Okay. Well, Corey, this one's worth three points. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and, Tony, this is for the sweep. And so you don't have to take a shot of Kraken and puke at the last I'm, part of the year. Why do we have to bring that up every show? I'm not ever going to take another shot of Kraken again. Wait a minute. I, I took a photo of the, at the liquor store the other day. Did you know they sell shots of Kraken? They sell did, little individual. Did you autograph those? I should have. That's brilliant. <laughs> I really should have. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jokes on me. I took a shot of Kraken on stream and I puked. Okay. You can should we, have autographed them and sent them out to certain people. Can we move on? Know. Let's move on. All right. This one's. This is gonna be good. Okay. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Clue number one, I've never had 100 catches in a year. Oh, fuck. All right, just go ahead and do the next Clue number two, I was wide receiver six last year still. Holy shit. 
Okay. Okay. Number three, I have won a Super Bowl. Wide receiver six, never 100 catches, won a Super Bowl. Ready for the next guess? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right. <laughs> Who is it? Mike Evans. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. Oh, no man. Way. Wake up. That's amazing. Do you have Do you have another oh. one, Daniel? Oh, man. That was it. I have three. Oh. I have three of them. <laughs> wow. Wow, what a comeback. Oh, man. Dude, as okay. I was sending that in, I was about to get, like, so obvious on this one. Good job. Dude, as I was sending that pick in, I was like, he wasn't wide receiver six. And oh, I, mean, I guess he crazy was. crazy as he was. My next clue is going to be I've been in the league eight years and had a 1,000 yards every single year. Yeah, that would have been it. That would have been it for sure. Yeah. And then the next, one, the next one was Johnny Manziel was my college quarterback. No, I would have done that. No, oh, no. The Super Bowls, the Super Bowls are like good clues for me. Yeah, yeah. And then the the last pick was, or the last clue was, I was the seventh overall pick to the Buccaneers in 2014. So it's just a giveaway. Well, yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. yeah. done it. Wow! All right. There it is. Well, there you have it. Well, so I gotta go oh, fill up my drink. I gotta go fill up my drink. So I guess that means I owe a shot. Did I lose despite getting two out of three? Yeah. I think you you agreed to that, Tony. Unfortunately, I, I shouldn't have agreed to that. I should have agreed to the third one would would cancel out. But that's true. You should have agreed to the third one. Just no shot. Okay. Okay. So you, it's sometimes it takes a minute for this brain to warm up, boys. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting a pop quiz tonight. Okay. Now everybody's got a refill. I agreed to this stupid bet. I shouldn't have agreed to this bet. Um, I'll never do something like that again. It really sucks when you go two out of three and you still lose somehow. I should have just said two out of three and we could have just stopped. The third one would have been a bonus question. Yeah, but then, then, there, but then what? There's no then, excitement. But then you'd be doing a shot and not me. That's what then. Oh, been, I can handle a shot. I would, I would have, I would have gladly taken the extra shot. I am going to, there's going to come a point where I'm going to challenge you to take a shot of Kraken and, and it's going to be brutal. I'm telling you, it's going to be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Moving it does on. give me the heebie-jeebies. Moving on. Bunch of new head coaches. Not a bunch of new, like five new head coaches, only one of which was a minority, right? Um, and he wasn't actually a minority. Is that correct? What's the... Uh, Excuse me? Mike Mc- he is. Mike McDaniel? Was he really, though? Yeah. He's mixed. <laughs> He's mixed. You can't say that. Can you say that? <laughs> yeah. What, what's the mix, I guess? One parent is black, one is white. That Mike, makes him a minority. Mike McDaniel? Yeah. What ah. is, hold on, what is anybody having, like, why Why does it matter if they're a minority or not? I, oh, that's a whole new It's because there's, like, only two or three in the whole league, and it's, like, a big topic every year. It is a oh. big topic every year. It's been a huge topic this year. Brian Flores, I think, was a pretty legitimate candidate, and whether or not he should have been head coach. Yeah, I mean, he's starting to sue the NFL. I mean, that's not going to get you hired. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's as a coach, he still got hired. And the Steelers. And not, not the point. Not the point. Wow, we almost got really lost there for a second. That is not the point. The point is, there's like five new head coaches in football this year, and I think a couple of them are in really great situations. One of which just happens to be Mike McDaniel. 
a couple of them are in really bad situations. So I wanted to talk about let's talk about the head coaches, guys. Who There's are seven? Who, who are seven your, new ones? Who are your favorite hires? Who do you think is going to have the the best opportunity to either turn their team around or to continue with the success that the team has had before them? And who are the let's say Matt Eberflus is at the league? Who are first year with the Chicago Bears and have no shot? Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, you didn't oh, have a lot to t- go ahead. I'll t- go ahead and take this one because you were leading the quiz b- before. Who's your favorite or least favorite head coach? My favorite is Nathaniel Hackett for the Denver Broncos. Um, has worked with Aaron Rodgers um, as the offensive coordinator, and then goes over to Denver. And one of his first moves was acquiring Russell Wilson in a blockbuster, and then um, you know they they re-signed Tim Patrick. They have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. They have Javante Williams. They brought back uh, Melvin Gordon. They have a good tight end room. I think this is just going to be. You have an offensive-minded head coach with Russell Wilson at the helm. I think this is going to be just a uh, just just a really fun team to watch this year. But Nathaniel Hackett's my favorite hire so far this year. Um, and my second favorite actually would be Mike McDaniel's. Um, who you were talking about before or Mike McDaniel. Not Josh. Mc- I was thinking of Josh McDaniels, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mike McDaniel is actually my my second favorite, just because uh, he kind of did the same thing. Acquired Tyree Kill in a blockbuster and setting up everything to kind of be a dynamic offense. And the, you know, there's so many pieces in Miami now, um, and Miami good on both sides of the ball, like Denver. Uh, so those are those are my two two positives, and I don't really know if I like any of the other ones, to be honest. Like what you're talking about, there's guys that are just set up to fail. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and say my least favorite is going to be Matt Eberflus. Unfortunately, that team is... How long have the Bears been staring down rebuilding? And they just refuse to do what it takes to rebuild. They did the opposite. They sent a bunch of picks to Las Vegas and spent a bunch of money on... Um, not, not Help me out with the name here. A couple... Just Khalil, Khalil, Mack. Khalil Mack. Thank you. Um, I mean, it sounds great. It sounds great on paper, but the team was not ready for something like that. Like they weren't ready for that blockbuster player. I mean, everyone count. thought they were. They, you thought that they like they were already a really good defense, and yeah. like we, you kind of thought they were. But. Before the show, we thought we talked about this before the show. We thought that uh, Justin Fields was going to step up and be the next big thing, and everything was going to be fantastic again. But clearly, something is fundamentally wrong with Chicago. The team is not better; it's worse. And Matt Eberflus previous Colts defensive coordinator. Love the man. Terrible situation. He'd have been best, better off to stay in, in Indianapolis. Really, I really believe that. To stay in Indianapolis for another year and find another job somewhere else next year. Excuse, excuse me. That tells us. I ahead. just can't imagine being a Bears fan and waking up on week one. Week one of the NFL season and having hope. I mean, when was the last time you woke up on week one and had hope as a Bears fan? When it was after week one, when they beat the Packers like three years ago. And you're like, oh, my God, we could do it. Mitch Trubisky's our guy. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't wake up the morning of week one with hope. That's the yeah. problem. The, the they, Bears. They didn't. When you missed. take over a team that Matt Nagy's run into the ground, it's it's going to take a couple years. It was a year not, they went to the Super Bowl and played the Colts. Week one, they didn't wake up with hope. It's not It's not just Matt Nagy is the problem. They have missed the playoffs in nine of the last 11 seasons. Okay? I mean, it just the, the Bears' problems are not on the defensive side of the ball. It doesn't make sense that Matt Eberflus was the hire. It just does not. 
the, the defense of that team is the best part of the team, and it's not even great anymore. So maybe Eberflus can make the, the defense better enough that they lose by less. But they were 6-11 and 11 last year, guys. Now they're who, – who are the wide receivers on the team? Well, Darnell Mooney. Okay. Mooney. Second-year player. Is the number one. Yeah. And Tyree Cohen's not there. Tariq Cohen's not there. We got David Montgomery. Okay. Respectable. Oh, horrible news today with Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Did you guys see that he tore his Achilles? Yeah. Horrible, horrible. Yeah. Right after, on the 10th, he put out that letter. It was as he was coming back from the ACL. It's really sad. It's really, really really sad. sad. Yeah. Yeah. He was a free agent, too. So he's just. My point is. going to happen there. My point is, even if. The Bears just signed uh, Dante Pettis. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. something, I guess, is better than nothing. But but how much? No, it's, better all, it's than horrible. Nothing, is it? the, the point is, this this team's not in a position to win any football games. I I project they'll be worse than six and eleven. It's not going to be Eberflus's fault. But I, I mean, until until they figure out a different strategy, this defensive minded thing that they're doing is just not. Guys, they're ten years. In the, they're living the ten thing, years right? in the past. That's their, yeah, that they've their been thing a 10 defensive team. Yeah, they've been a defensive team for as long as we can remember. Like, was Matt Nagy an offensive or defensive coach? Um, I know he's really he's Andy, Andy Reid is offensive. Yeah. Okay. They were calling in the next, you know, McVeigh. Hmm. Well, Did but Nagy, Nagy was working with Trubisky his his rookie year, wasn't he? Trubisky's rookie year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't think the problem was Matt Nagy, and Eberflus is going to fall victim to the same thing. So he's my absolute—he's my least favorite problem, my least favorite head coach. Uh, my favorite would probably be Nathaniel Hackett, but Daniel, you already covered that. So Corey, do you have anything to say? I mean, Doug Peterson's in a pretty good spot, right? Yeah. I mean, I he's at least—he's so. at least got a job for two years. You know, because this year is going to look better than last year, just by default. So he's going to coach the year after this year. So he's got some time to make it work. He's got like the biggest quarterback prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck and uh, a lot of talent. They added some people in uh, free agency. They took a pass rusher with the number one overall pick in the draft. So I think Doug Peterson's liking the spot he's in. Um, unfortunately they're in the division with the Colts. So I feel bad saying good things about the Jaguars, but I do think they will be more competitive overall this year. Um, as far as a hire, I don't really like. I, I don't. I I like the Bears hiring Matt Eberflus because he's a good coach, but that's just a bad situation. Brian DeBall with the New York Giants. Don't even know who he is. Don't even DeBall, know. Who he Giants. came from Buffalo, and it's unfortunate that he's actually a, a really good coach, but he's just. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't even like know who the New York Giants are. Um, yeah, nope. so. I mean, he doesn't even know. He's just going and cleaning it all up. <laughs> and then I, I guess Josh McDaniels, his first 10 he was a head coach with the Broncos, and he immediately, without any respect, came in and tried to input the Bill Belichick method where he was kind of running it with fear, um, and the players didn't really react to that very well. They started like two seasons really hot, and then both those seasons they just collapsed. So if he can gain the respect of this locker room, I think it could go really well. But I feel like they they kind of just made a lateral move here. I don't see anything special happening here with the Raiders. Yeah, I think if anything special happens with the Raiders, it'll be a la Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. And I don't know yeah. that that's enough, right? Like I don't know that maybe it is. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe it is. But but there's not some fundamental change there with the Raiders. I agree with you there, Corey. Um, Doug Peterson is an interesting... That's a sleeper pick there. And I, I really do like that. The, the Jaguars went out and put a lot of weapons. They're all in around Trevor Lawrence, who is the next greatest prospect since Andrew Luck. Um, well, I didn't like what I saw last year. But we... We thought that that was possible, right? We, we he kind was of, a rookie last year, right? He, he was a rookie yes. last year, yes. And right. yeah, and the division was tough. The Colts' defense was tough. The Titans' defense was tough. The Houston's, listen, the Houston Texans were a shit show, but they could still put up points, right? And, and that's what happened. Um, didn't the Jaguars win two games and both were against the Colts? Is that correct? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they won both. I think they did. No, I think, oh. I think they did. There's no way. Regardless. No, it's just got to be the second one. Maybe, no, I'm, maybe I'm haunted by week one. You're right. It was week one. With I mean, I thought you were at the Jacksonville game. I think I remember this. They yeah. got close. Yeah, yeah. They got within yep. like seven, yep. Yep. and then the, the Colts closed it out. I'm yeah, haunted. JT. I'm haunted by week one when Philip Rivers was I mean, the they starter. might as well have beat us 17 times because we didn't make the playoffs. That's true. Yeah, that was two years that's ago, true. Tony, that you are thinking of. Yep, that's the game. Yep. I had the two games mixed up together. Regardless, the, the team has done – a good job of giving Trevor Lawrence weapons. And Doug Peterson has proven to be a steady coach. He's a respected coach. He's not going to, we talked before the show, he's not going to do stupid shit like walk up to the kicker and kick him in the leg. Like that's just dumb shit. I mean, he's just, Doug Peterson is not going to do that. He brings experience. He brings some savvy. That's a sleeper pick. I think Jacksonville can't be worse than they were last year. And so by default, he's going to have a little bit of, um, a security blanket there. He's going to make them better. I guess if I had to pick one more, if I had to pick one more favorite and it would be the same thing, it's going to be Kevin O'Connell. I mean, he's walking into a Vikings offense uh, that although they only have a year or two left as the offense, as they are, I feel like he's in a, in a good spot. If they can either keep Kirk cousins happy or find a suitable replacement and replace, um, Adam Thielen, you know, Adam Thielen's getting older. He's, he, we got to have a plan for the end of Adam Thielen. So if that can happen, then this team's in a position where they can at least be competitive in this division. I don't know what's going to happen with Green Bay, right? We just talked about the Lions. I mean, I'm sorry, we just talked about the, the Bears. The Lions are a rebuilding team. This could be anybody's division real soon. And the Vikings, I feel like, are a more complete team than most of the other teams in the division. So with that being said... Kevin O'Connell could be the beneficiary of that complete team. And I do like it. I really do like his position here. I don't know if he's going to be a good head coach or not. But um, I think he's got at least a year here on cruise control. And we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, the uh, the Vikings are interesting because they are kind of borderline competitive every year. Sometimes they sneak into the playoffs. Sometimes they don't. But the statement you made about them only having a couple of years left is very interesting because Kirk Cousins... He's kind of on the tail end of his career, maybe. And Dalvin Cook, he's a running back, and he's been. Yeah, yeah. Adam Thielen's getting old. It is very interesting up there. I don't think Cousins is at the end of his career. I think he's at the end of his contract. And if they can't figure out a way to keep him happy, they're going to lose him. And then what are they going to do? I mean, last time it was Teddy Bridgewater was the last replacement we had, and was he got hurt with with Minnesota? Is that right? Is that when he? Oh yeah, yeah. What was the who was the answer after Teddy Bridgewater? Does anybody remember? It wasn't Kirk Cousins. 
Are you sure? I'm sure. There was another player. There was somebody in between there. God damn, who was that? We're going to look it up. And they were serviceable, but they were Oh, weren't. Case Keenum? Case yes, Keenum. Minnesota Miracle. Yep, Minnesota yeah. Miracle. There you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He only played for a year there. Yeah. Is that it, the greatest? Hold on, hold on. Minnesota Miracle. Is that yeah, like that the it. most iconic football play of all time? I mean, no. uh, you don't think so? I, I think it's in the conversation. I've never seen... I've never seen a moment like that where the guy hasn't scored the touchdown and the crowd is going as crazy. I think it's the most iconic moment. Even though it wasn't for a Super Bowl. What do you mean he hasn't scored the touchdown? He did, like, Right, but before he scored the touchdown, the crowd realized what was happening and it was explosive. Like, just the reaction. Like, like in a Super Bowl, it's, it's a neutral crowd, right? You don't get that reaction. But in a home game in the playoffs... To win the game on the final play, when have you ever seen that before? I mean, I don't know. There's the immaculate reception from the Steelers. There's the catch from Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. And yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's all these crazy plays that have happened that came out of nowhere, and the crowd is like going wild. So that's that. I mean, I watched that the Minnesota Miracle live, and I just like my mind was blown. But it probably would have been back then too on those plays. Well. Yeah, but those guys were in, like, the red zone on those plays, you know? Like, how many games have we watched? Not the Immaculate Reception. That was insane. Okay, besides that one, okay, so the Immaculate Reception is our closest thing to the Minnesota Miracle. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. I'll give you that for sure. But, yeah, what's weird about Kevin O'Connell is, like, you know, yeah, he's been under Sean McVay for the last two years as the offensive coordinator for the Rams, and the offense has been great for the Rams, but... Like Sean McVay calls the plays. <laughs> uh, trash so can goat like, gaming. What? Shout out to the chat. Trash can goat gaming is right. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Daniel, but it was Case Keenum, and then they brought in Sam Bradford. He was the replacement. He was the replacement after Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Sam Bradford, the best. Yes. He had the best agent of all time. Yes. Uh, no one has done uh, less with more uh, contract than Sam Bradford That's ever. True. But anyway, yeah. that's not the um, point. So yeah. the point of this but, but is... But yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, Kevin the, O'Connell, yes. what does he actually do for the offense? That's the thing. Like, you talk about these offensive coordinators for, like, the Chiefs. You know, what does Eric Bieniemy actually do when Andy Reid literally does everything? Uh, what does the offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, do for the Patriots? And, you know, Kevin O'Connell, the same. I mean, you know, Sean McVay is in it, and he's calling plays, and he's, he's miking into the quarterback. I mean... It's just kind of one of those thoughts that I have, like, is this guy going to be good because he actually learned something from Sean McVay and can, like, you know, take it to the next level? Or is he just a product and is going to get wiped out here soon and go back to a coordinator? So it'll be interesting to see. He's he's a definite – he's the wild card. Well, here you, the, you brought up an interesting name, Sean McVay. Okay. So O'Connell was Sean McVay's offensive coordinator for the last two seasons. Okay, which is relevant, but I'm not pretending that he ran the offense because we all know that Sean McVay ran that offense, but he ran the offense with O'Connell. Sean McVay might be the youngest, the biggest, youngest coaching tree. I'm thinking of like the like imagine the tree, the coaching tree, right? You think of Bill Belichick's giant oak tree with the deep roots and the large branches and everything hanging off of it. and All the coaches sitting on the you know what I'm talking about. Can you envision, envision what I'm saying here? What's funny is here, I got I got the visual right here. 
I was reading this article as you were talking like a few minutes ago. Uh, O'Connell has served under LA's offensive coordinator, or served as LA's offensive coordinator for the past two seasons under Sean McVay, whose recent head coach disciples include Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur, Brandon Staley. Like, there's the limbs that you're talking about right We're reading there. the same article. Holding, I love holding it. Holding the NFL together. Yeah. I love it. Yep. The, the article you sent me. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And it's crazy to see, you know, you think, you think, well, you know, there's nothing, nothing much there, nothing much there. But it's, I mean, seriously, it's Zach Taylor, the Bengals just were in the Super Bowl. Matt LaFleur, LaFleur, I'm thinking of dodgeball there, sorry. Um, <laughs> Cramming up your cram hole, LaFleur. I mean, we're looking at teams where it worked. We're not talking about, <laughs> I mean, we talk about Bill Belichick's coaching tree, like Josh McDaniels. He was a failure as a head coach. Right, mm-hmm. maybe there's something in the water in L.A. that works. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. And the more, the more I talk about this, the more excited I get about it. So maybe Kevin O'Connell is one of my favorite head coaching hires. Love the offense, like you said, tons of pieces, and they get Irv Smith back. That was a big piece that they were missing last year. You know, there's really, we kind of look at it as there's two options to throw to outside of Dalvin Cook um, in in Minnesota. But Irv Smith was going to break out last year. Yeah. Got hurt super early. Didn't happen. So Cousins is going to have all the um, all the options that, that he needs this year. Hopefully no one gets hurt again. And I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't O'Connell quarterbacks before the offensive coordinator job? Uh, I'll look it up. For some reason, that is going through my head, and I can't remember where. Wasn't he even a quarterback? I'm looking. Uh, he was a QB coach, assistant coach for the Browns, Niners, Redskins, LA, head coach of the Vikings. No, he wasn't. Well, uh, he had a passer rating of 73.6 across six attempts. No. I could, I could be getting bad information here. Okay. We'll look I, this I, up. We'll look this up and we'll revisit this later. For some reason, I thought he was like a quarterback guy, but that's fine. I'm sorry. I've been over here looking at Sam Bradford jerseys. I feel like that's a jersey I'd like to have. <laughs> Which team? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out, dude. Uh, the Rams. So, the LA Rams. That's the one you want. Yeah. I, I would rather have a Mark Bolger. Rams jersey than a Sam Bradford Rams jersey. Quit being ridiculous. I remember when Sam Bradford got to the league, I caught a lot of shit from Melissa because I insisted this kid is the next big thing. I thought, man, this guy's going to make it all the way. And it was... Dude, everybody thought that. I I believed it, dude. I really believed it. To a fault. And I didn't... I never came off of it. I really believed it. And it was injury and injury. And then finally, when he did come back, it just just wasn't there. I don't know if it was because of injury or... (laughs) Or if it was because I was wrong, but it just never I, happened. Dude, this guy, he made so much money for so hey, little production. Did you know, yeah. Knowledge <laughs> there cost me 10 bucks. Once. Before okay. you buy a Sam Bradford jersey. Sam Bradford has never made the Pro Bowl. His career, no, his career record as a starter after eight seasons is 34 and 45, but has made $124 million in his career. Yeah. He's a fucking legend, dude. 
<laughs> Here's the thing, though. Everybody knows who Sam Bradford is. Like, like, if I have that jersey on, everybody's going to know what it is. And they're going to be like, yeah, that guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. God, that is so funny. Well, boys, I think that's a show. Anybody have anything else to add? I got nothing. All right, next week it's going to be... I do not. Next week it'll just be me and Corey. Uh, Daniel's taking his third vacation of the year. I expect him to take uh, (laughs) seven to nine more vacations, all of which will be approved because, of course, this is... uh, Go ahead. If only. Yeah, if only. I wish I had that much time off. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, Next week it will just be Corey and myself. And I think we're going to start reviewing some of these divisions. We'll look at... I think that's what we should do. Corey, let's look at... Let's pick a division, and then we'll discuss whether or not we want to do the AFC and the NFC of the same division, and we'll just talk through it. I think I think we can we can make that work, and that'll take. I up, love the deep dives. Yeah, I think we'll start doing our deep dives now, and then by the time that they're done, we'll be ready for uh, for the season. You ready? Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. Love it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three, three. I had something really important I want to say to you guys during the podcast, but it was like an idea thing, and now I forgot what it was. I didn't want to say it because we were talking.